This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Southampton 1, Liverpool 0. Danny Ings, fast start, catches the Reds cold down on the south coast. I'm Guy Clark. Welcome to the post-game podcast here on Blood Red as the Reds suffer just a second Premier League defeat of the season. Coming up, Jurgen Klopp on the penalty appeals that came and went. I heard now that uh, Man United had more penalties in two years since Holder is there than I had in five and a half years. I have no idea if it's my fault or I don't know um, how that can happen. The Echo's chief Liverpool writer, Ian Doyle, down at St Mary's. Wasn't good enough against the team that knew exactly what they needed to do and uh, were able to do it, to be honest. Uh, and that's, that's why Liverpool have been beating it. And our regular post-game contributors on how a title race is shaping up. Things have to change if we're to keep a title challenge going. It's, it's going to be an interest. It's going to be an interesting few months. I think there's a lot of teams involved. Everyone's beating everyone. Points are falling left, right, and centre. It's going to be us and Manchester City at the end of the season. Insight, analysis, and opinion all to come right here on the post game podcast. The post game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Well, it's full-time here at a very chilly St Mary's and Liverpool have been defeated by one goal to nil by Southampton. Probably no, nothing less than the uh, Reds deserved after a very fitful performance here. Um, the goal actually came in the second minute. It was almost the first attack of the game from Southampton. Uh, Thiago was penalised for a, a soft foul, really. Um, but the free kick came in from James Ward-Prowse and Trent Alexander-Arnold misjudged it completely on the edge of the area and it was left to former Liverpool striker Danny Ings with a great finish, lifted it over Alison Becker and it just lobbed into the far corner and that was uh, that kind of set the tone for the game really uh, Southampton then had something to hang on to they defended pretty well I mean in the first half it was quite low quality poor from both teams there were you know minor chances at both ends Mohamed Salah put a header over just before half time Sadio Mane curled one wide and uh, Southampton put a, sh- a shot wide and Jordan Henderson um, intercepted uh, a Danny Ings pass that could have caused a bit of problem and the reason Henderson was intercepting is because he was surprisingly named at centre back alongside Fabinho one of three changes from the team that played uh, at Newcastle uh, drew nil-nil and to be honest Henderson played quite well but Southampton didn't really offer a lot in the second half in terms of attack and they were quite happy to to sit back and defend what they had and uh, the thing for Liverpool is that for the third game now they've come up against a defence that you know fairly solid nothing too spectacular and they, they struggle to get, make chances they struggle to, to break them down and Really, for a team that scored seven against Crystal Palace, that's not, and a team that's top of the league, and they are still are top, by the way, um, that's not good enough. Obviously, Manchester United won over the weekend. They're now level on points with Liverpool, having played a game fewer, which they play their game in hand, I think, at Burnley in uh, next week, I think. And, of course, Liverpool's next uh, Premier League game is against Manchester United, so that will be interesting. There's every chance that United could be top and Liverpool will be playing catch-up, and really you can see why that is, the way that things are going for Liverpool at the moment. The level of performance isn't quite the, you know, there, there were, as I say, three changes. The two of the players who came, the two players who came in were Thiago Alcantara, who's making his first start since uh, October, and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, who's making his first start of the season. Oxlade-Chamberlain, it was a tough one for him. He made one or two decent runs, probing runs, but didn't really get anywhere and it would no surprise to see him substituted Thiago did well actually to, to, to last the full 90 minutes not least because he got booked very early on uh, by the referee so did Andy Robertson he also managed to, to, to last the full 90 but one player who didn't was Trent Alexander-Arnold who you know says his, his mistake for the goal he was just he was 
poor throughout to be honest it's not the first time for Trent this season and he was substituted with I think about 12 minutes to go for James Milner I mean by then Liverpool had had two strong shouts for a penalty one of them was Ginny Wijnaldum had a shot that was uh, handled or certainly struck the arm of, of Stevens, and the referee just waved that one away but the interesting one certainly from Jurgen Klopp's point of view was when uh, Sadio Mane he was caught by Kyle Walker-Peters it, it, I mean to be honest it looked a penalty uh, but the referee didn't give it and Jurgen Klopp maintained, well, suggested afterwards that he asked the VA, he asked the fourth official whether the VAR was going to look at it, and he was told he already had done. And a uh, little bit strange given the fact that uh, you've seen penalties given for a lot less than that. Liverpool have had penalties given for a lot less than that this season, but overall, as Klopp said, you couldn't use that as an excuse for the for the performance. It just it wasn't good enough against the team that knew exactly what they needed to do and uh, were able to do it to be honest uh, and th- that's that's why Liverpool have been beaten here it's only the second league defeat of the season but given the fact that they haven't won the last three league games that is a, a bit of a concern um, and now the next game is going to be against Aston Villa in the FA Cup you'd imagine it could almost be a completely different eleven for that game uh, Jordan Shakiri came on in the second half here and didn't really contribute a lot in terms of the actual chances and Liverpool only had one shot on, on goal and that came after about 75 minutes Sadio Mane's shot was saved by Fraser Forster who given the fact that he was making his first home league appearance in about three years um, that's that again that is disappointing that's something that Jurgen Klopp will have to look at if Liverpool are going to improve Ian Doyle at St Mary's as it becomes three games without a win for Liverpool and plenty as Doyle says there for Jurgen Klopp to ponder lack of goals Danny Ings coming back to haunt the Reds and those penalty appeals being turned down. Well, here's what Jurgen Klopp made of a frustrating night at Southampton, speaking with the media. Hi, Jurgen. Can you uh, hear me okay? Yeah. yeah. Um, just how much of a, a frustration was that for you tonight? Big one. To be honest, very, sorry, very frustrating. Just because it's so, it's so unnecessary, but still happened. Um, we had a a bad start in the game, really well. They are played completely in Southampton's hands or cards. What we are saying is, um, and yeah, gave gave the game away. Are we have to admit now in the first in the first few minutes actually? Because after that, we were not calm enough to um, create the opportunities to to turn around. The dominance, especially. So the first half was was massively influenced by the start, uh, but with the break, um, I think we could settle it a little bit. Um, but then, um, dominant in the right areas, had the moments, but well, then not. Then decision making was not that good. So last pass missed. We missed the last pass, and um, I heard now a second ago we had only one shot on target. So I know we had a lot of shot next to target, which is a finish as well. But even of them, we didn't have probably enough. Um, for the moments we had, so our fault, my responsibility, um, and that's it. How much of a concern is that in terms of, of going forward? It's the second game now where you, you haven't scored. We're used to seeing you score so often. Um, so for you to go two games in a row, it, it's unusual for Liverpool. Is, is that a worry? Is it? Is it just one of those things? Well, of course, we worry about that. That's our problem. These are our problems. We, in football-wise, you don't have a lot of different problems. So it's like you, you defend bad or you attack not that as good as we can. You create not enough. That's football problems. Yes, we are worried about that. But um, uh, football problems, you solve with football. And um, that's what we are working on. So, yeah, but we know about the situation. So we are not silly. 
Um, and yeah, the F2 solo reaction, 100%. Do you give some credit to, to Southampton for the way that they, they defended tonight as well, though? Oh, definitely, definitely. So, look, should nothing take away 100%. Southampton deserved it. They fought, um, they ran their socks off, they fought them with all they had. Um, and so they missed a lot of players and, and did really, really, really well. Um, no, 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 that's clear. But our, our, <laughs> I'm mostly concerned, obviously, about our game and um, didn't like that too much. Okay, John, do you want to go next, please? Uh, Jürgen, I was just going to follow up on that on, on that quickly. You seem to sort of uh, have a great deal of respect on the touchline for Hassan Hüttel. You, you, you both, as managers, you, you know, there's a lot of respect there. And uh, you, you know, you, sh- you expressed that and showed that at, at the end. He, yeah, he's yeah. Doing a good job here, isn't he? Oh, no. If we would have more time, we would be probably friends. But um, we, we, we don't live far away from each other. But I respect a lot his work. So I have to say, and a great, great, great setup tonight. But again, the problem is a little bit, and that's why I am admire their game tonight not that much because I think we should have done much better. And then it would have looked different. We have another chance. We will play Southampton again. We have to show them that we can do better. But before, between now and then, and we have a lot of other games and we have to show them. Should you have had a penalty? I just couldn't quite understand that. You know, the VAR looked at it and then didn't give you didn't give you a penalty. Surely that was a penalty. Yeah. So I turned around in the situation. We had a really good view on it, um, and it looked like a clear penalty in that situation. I turned around to the fourth official and he said, "said Will we check?" And he said, "We checked it already. No penalty." That's the 100% truth. And now somebody wants to tell me um, um, how quick they had it in all these different angles. But that's 100%. We checked it already. No pen. <laughs> uh, look, and then you have situations. Um, boy, the boys really want. Uh, you have situations in other moments. In, 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 in the last year, I think the penalty or two years ago, I don't know, against Leicester and people are money going down that easy. If this boy would go down easy, we would have had this type of penalty and last game, a, a stone wall penalty. But what, what Andrew Mariner did with Stadio Mane tonight, I'm, I'm not sure if that's okay, to be honest. So, like, the, the, the boy tried absolutely everything. Was, were a few great challenges with Moko um, Bros, but um, a lot of situations which should have been free kicks as well. And the, the last situation when he goes down, you see that back. In the, in the box, um, he hits him in the end with his left foot, and, and not, that's another penalty. So um, we cannot change it. I heard now that um, Man United had more penalties in two years since all that is there than I had in five and a half years. I have no idea if it's my fault or I don't know um, well, how that can happen. But that's no excuse for um, the performance um, of tonight because um, that's something we, we, we can change. The rest we cannot change. We just have to respect the decision. But um, our performance, we can change, and that's uh, where we will put um, all the effort in now. Okay, and final question, call Joyce, please. Yeah, can the players have done done so well for you in this little testing period? Do you get angry with them, or or do you factor in that they've done so well for so long? Both, both. So look, it's we are we are. Um, it's not, I know they are great guys, they're super boys, they're fantastic football players, but anyway, tonight they were not good. So, and, and yes, and if I, when I think they should have done better, then I'm, I get angry. Not long, but I get angry. So, and uh, they, they know that, and it was always like this. And we cannot only 
be like this all the time um, just because we want something in the past. But we don't have to make it bigger than this, but it's big. So we didn't win the last game, the game before. I don't know. Last four games didn't win. Is that right? I, I, I don't know exactly. So, and that's all our fault, mainly my fault, but the boys have the hand in as well. And we have to change that. And, um, and if you bring yourself in a situation like we did tonight against an opponent like Southampton, then you, you, um, Oh, you, you, you play with the fire, let me say like this, and you're, oh my God, we can change it. No, 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 we can't. Southampton um, is too good for that. The Premier League teams are too good for that. And we don't score late goals because we scored late goals in our past or in the past. Um, no, 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 you, you do that because you put an opponent that much under pressure that he cannot cope with it anymore. I think Southampton was tonight on the edge of it, but they still could cope with it because we, we helped. So um, that's... That's all. We were not good enough tonight. Jurgen Klopp on the 1-0 defeat to Southampton in his post-match press conference here on the post-game podcast. Well, let's hear what you made of it now as we hear from the first of our regular contributors. And first up after the defeat at St. Mary's, it's Ross. Hugely disappointing 1-0 defeat. And Liverpool's poor run of form really seems to be continuing. Danny Ings is uh, the man who's got the winner. Very early in the game, two minutes, an absolutely wonderful finish. Can't take that away from Danny Ings, the old ex-Liverpool player. Really unlucky at Liverpool over his time with injuries. He's clearly got real ability, really real life a goal. and They've scored off a set piece. They've got him behind there. Trent, Trent's really poor there defending. I should have cleared the ball, but so much more to do when he gets to Ings and the chip over the keeper is absolutely wonderful and in the end that was the goal that settled the game but it doesn't really tell the tale I thought Southampton were excellent particularly that first half Liverpool making so many mistakes on the ball couldn't string too many passes together the balance of the side didn't seem right disjointed whole of the midfield really struggled disappointing to see Thiago struggle so much after being so excited about his little cameo the other day and obviously Oxlade Chamberlain's coming back off injury. He was seen well after pace almost non existent and yeah, the first half was it was a real, real tough watch. Southampton pressing the ball constantly high up the pitch, didn't give us any time on the ball and we just couldn't cope. We we weren't switched on and yeah, it was it was really it was really poor and they could have been two or three nil up, I think, Southampton, and it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been um, harsh on on Liverpool because they just they just weren't at the races. Liverpool there. Second half come out a little bit better. First 15, 20 minutes, you're thinking, come on, there's, there's there's something in this game. Southampton ended up being a little bit deeper. Liverpool were a lot quicker with the ball, but it just didn't happen, did it? I think it was 74, 75 minutes before we even had the shot on target. The front three were really quiet. Obviously, Mane was probably our best attacking option, but the defenders, I thought, like I say, I thought Southampton were brilliant. Walker Peters on on Mane kept him he kept him pretty much quiet. He done he done everything right. I thought Bednarak at the middle for them in the centre of defence was great. Ward Prowse in the centre midfield, I think, is a cracking player. Obviously, Danny Ings. Huge talent, 
been unlucky with injuries, scoring so many goals. I think they've got they've got some really good players. Southampton they've they play a good a good style of football. And I'd say one of the better sides I've seen this season. As, as poor as Liverpool were, don't get me wrong. I've got to obviously give credit Southampton where it's due. They, they were good and it doesn't. There's, there's no surprise to see why they're right up there this season. They play football the right way and. Yeah, it's just it's just really painful, really painful as a Liverpool fan going through a little bit of a tough time. Obviously, we're still top of the league though, so there's a long, long, long way to go in this in this title race. We're gonna be in the mix. Don't worry about that. I just hope now that you know seeing Endo at centre back, it's not what it's not what you want to be seeing. Just two defenders on the pitch, and for me. Jordan Anton's got to be in that centre midfield. He sets the tempo for everything good that Liverpool do. Jordan Anton needs to be playing centre midfield. He's wasted there at centre back. You either play one of the young lads who who haven't done anything wrong, in my opinion. You know, your Phillips and your and your Williams, they've done nothing wrong. So play one of them lads, give them a run. If you're not gonna buy anyone, you've got to give one of these lads a run. Let's not be seeing Endo in centre back again. I thought that was... It, I don't think he makes many mistakes, Klopp, but I thought that was his mistake today. I was really surprised that he didn't consider moving him, you know, in the second half, throwing one of the younger lads on at the back and putting Endo in the midfield just to try and keep the tempo and because that's that's what Endo brings. And, yeah, I don't... Like I say, I don't want to see that again. Endo needs to be in that midfield. Let's go and sign someone or play one of the kids, either or, but let's not see that again. So, like I say, disappointing... We go into FA Cup game Friday night, Villa. Let's hope we can lay some of the goals with that stupid 7-2 defeat we had early in the season. We need the victory now, just for a bit of confidence. We could do with a couple of goals. We haven't scored in the last couple of games. And there's a huge fixture the weekend after Man United, who was somehow, somewhere right in the mix at the minute. So... It's it's going to be an interest. It's going to be an interesting few months. I think there's a lot of teams involved. Everyone's beating everyone. Points are falling left, right, and centre. It's a case of hanging in there. We're still top of the league. Let's be positive. Let's have we've had our bad run now. Let's get a result Friday night, and let's go again. Come on, Liverpool. The post game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Mark Baker reflecting on Southampton versus Liverpool in what was the third result in which have been terrible results for Liverpool. There's just no getting away from it. Again, I mean, the amount of points accumulated from these three games could be really telling in terms of when it comes to the end of the season. And Liverpool started poorly in the game, conceded from a set play. We know there's obvious weaknesses with Liverpool at the moment in being able to defend moments that the opposition have. Liverpool dominate most parts of of the games of football due to the quality of the players, but they've always had uh, elite players, well, the best defender in the world, and other elite players playing in the defensive central positions who've been able to manage them odd occasions or handful of occasions that the opposition get good into good areas, either from uh, from balls in behind or maybe times when the, the game gets a little more stretched and Liverpool's pace and power in that area is, is able to manage situations. So that alongside being able to deal with aerial balls into the penalty area, especially with the dominance of Van Dijk, has meant that it is two massive areas in which Liverpool are more vulnerable. There's no question about that. And today they were done by obviously a set play, uh, an organisational error rather than 
a, a ball which was, I suppose, elevated area into the penalty area. So really poor start. Full credit to Southampton. I thought positionally they were excellent in the first half. Did not allow Liverpool to play for Thiago in the central area. And Liverpool consistently gave the ball back to Southampton. Southampton were positioned well to pick up any second balls. Liverpool's other two central midfield players alongside Thiago in Oxlade, Chamberlain, Vinaldum were not able to take up positions to accept the ball in any kind of areas to affect the game and were marginalised. And the distribution from Liverpool's players into the forward players was nowhere near good enough. Trent Alexander-Arnold in particular was so lax in possession. His, his weighted delivery and although he is a risk taker on the ball, it was far, far below the, the level required. And Liverpool in general were well far below the level required. Obviously moving into the front players, as has been the case over the last three games, poor decision-making when they got into really good advantageous areas, whether it be a final pass, final decision, whatever it may be, or final strike, a goal. And then players are, are below par. There's no question about that at this moment in time. So when you couple all of that together meaning that Liverpool could be more vulnerable when the opposition gets certain moments. And also the fact that Liverpool are struggling to, to create with the forward players who ha have such a high percentage of Liverpool's chances or so much of Liverpool's threats whenever Liverpool play over the last few years means that it's been a struggle. It's been a struggle. Now in the second half, Liverpool were able to dominate territorially. Obviously, Southampton had dropped off at that stage in terms of their energy but also Liverpool's positions were better. They were able to take up better positions on the field of play to, to get more advanced areas, suffocate the game, suffocate Southampton in terms of the, not letting them have an out ball. And Liverpool's obviously a superior technical quality that could then come to fruition. Liverpool have always been a side who struggle to create through the middle section of the pitch. Obviously have excellent players in that area, but since Felipe Coutinho has left, they've always lacked a player who has that little bit more craft and ingenuity to play the final pass and that's always been the case since his departure Liverpool have obviously gone on to do really good things but it's always been an obvious weakness now how Liverpool have got around that weakness is they may not have had the disguise or the elements of surprise or a player who's, who's able to do something different in possession but what they have had they've had really good decision making with when a game goes into the latter stages or when they're chasing a the game whatever the game demands really so Liverpool had around about 50 to 60 touches in the opposition area today and that's obviously shows that Liverpool are getting into good areas in the second half and potentially doing something that a lot of the time they haven't in the previous games in which they've probed really well not crossed from ridiculous areas or the, although there was some of that today I felt there was too many elevated balls that went in from uh, angles outside the penalty area when they should be probing trying to find the centre forward's feet inside the opposition box but in general they did that a lot better today and were able, that's reflected in the amount of touches. However, what you have to do when you're getting that amount of touches inside the penalty area is then make good decisions on the ball. So whether that be the final shot, final pass, whatever it may be, way to pass. And far too often Liverpool were found wanting, eh, not picking out players, just hitting areas rather than 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 seeking teammates. Too often they'd get, get it and play a hopeless elevated, elevated or hung ball eh, from a, a short distance and it, it, it's a real frustration because Liverpool's player Liverpool have better quality than that and I think there's no question that Liverpool's forward players are, are better attackers in transition no question especially Mane and Salah who obviously are, are fantastic explosive players who rely on 
massive amounts of pace and don't get me wrong they have fantastic technical ability as well but they're not players who are necessarily going to pick a lock and the, obviously Firmino's a, a connection player a player who's more more adept at that kind of thing but coupled with the fact that Manny and Salah are not playing well at the moment and Liverpool have no one really else in that final third to be able to conjure something out of the ordinary Liverpool have struggled and I think Firmino, I'm a massive fan of, I think has become too shot shy. I think the great thing about Firmino was not only did he offer you so much in terms of connecting with other players in the final third, and I think he's a fantastic footballer, but I think he's gone blunt in terms of having that real deadly aspect in front of goal. Now, he was never a massive goal scorer, but he always contributed enough goals to make him such a, an outstanding performer for Liverpool and such a, an, an important inclusion. And whilst he still is, I feel that it's got to the stage where he does need to contribute more in the 18-yard box. And again, that was shown today when the other two players are not on form. Who else is going to be that player who, who's going to be able to contribute a goal? Liverpool, I think with all of this having been said, they're going through a really period where they're not able to score goals, they're suffering in terms of results. But I think there'll be all kinds of, you know, criticism to certain players and, and you know, the, the manager in general. That should all be shelved. Liverpool are going through a bad time. They've been brilliant for two years. Liverpool have never been the perfect side. They've always had weaknesses. They're going to be a lot better through having Thiago in midfield. No question about that. It'll only improve the side. The problem is the stability has been taken out of the side by the players at the back. And so Liverpool having to rejig and lose and strengths in midfield by having to play them players in the deeper lying areas has no doubt affected the team. Whether or not that is something that ultimately will be too big a blow for Liverpool in terms of the title race and they will not be able to have that platform to go on and win the title because of it could well be the case. But it's it's never as bad as you think and it's never as good as, as sometimes you, you perceive. So a little bit of... Um, you know, understanding that Liverpool are going through a bad spell, but they will come out of it, they will play better, and they'll still be up at the top end of the season. Yeah, come when come when all the games are played. Steve Dawson on Liverpool's loss at Southampton. Again, very disappointing. Um, and we're clearly going through a bit of a phase. There's no question that our injury difficulties have contributed hugely to that. Uh, so I don't think we can point fingers too aggressively. First half, it was just too little time in the final third and it took us the half-time team talk to get to get into the game where things changed. Um, but perhaps by that time it was it was already too late. Danny Ings had scored his fabulous goal and they'd then set up their shop, not quite as resolutely as some teams that play against us, but um, they made it difficult for us quite clearly. I, like many of our fans, would have been quite encouraged by the starting eleven. Looked positive, didn't it? Looked uh, exciting. I've been a quite a big supporter of the idea that Hendo could play alongside Fabinho in defence, given our current crisis, because Thiago can fill the role that Fabinho and Hendo often fill, just in front of the defence. And I, while I don't think that was a failure, I think what it did show is that Thiago has been more effective in a Liverpool shirt in his 
relatively short time in that shirt so far when he's played in a more advanced position. Those incisive balls, those passes that Liverpool players don't traditionally make um, are what he has been able to show us very impressively. Those forward passes through tight gaps uh, have been have been his signature so far when he has played for the club. And that was lacking today, I think, because he played in a more withdrawn role. So now I find myself not convinced <laughs> that, that that's the best combination if we are to make the best use of Thiago and if he is to uh, justify his move to the club because that's where he made the big difference in his previous showings. He's made those, he's made those passes. He's opened up defenses. And I think today he was in too deep a role to really do that often enough. So in retrospect, which is a fine thing, of course, perhaps it might have been better to put one of the two young defenders alongside Fabinho, let Henderson play in that sitting role. And once again, I think we, we were shown that when Henderson doesn't play in his accustomed role, we do miss him because he keeps the ball moving along. And I think probably um, he was his, the slight change in his role. It's not a slight change, is it? It's quite a big change in his role today. Prevented him from having that kind of impact. But perhaps if we we'd lined up one of the young defenders alongside Fabinho and Hendo had taken that role and then that would have allowed Thiago to play in a more advanced position maybe we would have got more out of this game it's so easy to say uh, in in retrospect and with a lot of ifs and buts but that's my thinking now uh, the only other thing I'd say about this <laughs> disappointing result is that Trent continues to have a less than stellar season I'm not sure that I trust this statistic, but it was clearly said in commentary um, in the in the feed that I'm getting here in Singapore that he gave the ball away 38 times, 38 times, which is a a Premier League record in this campaign. I, I don't know if I misunderstood that. Could that possibly have been in total so far this season? It seems that way, but it's a uh, Whatever the case, it's indicative of him not having his best campaign so far. Andy Robertson is clearly outdoing him on the on the left flank in terms of ability to get forward and, and the extent to which he panics uh, panics the defence, the defences that we play against. Uh, it's not going well, but we have, as I said the last time uh, on this pod, we have teams that are vying for our Premier League title who are also having less than perfect seasons and we've just got to keep plugging on and the results will come and hopefully everyone else around us will slip, slip up. I, I just can't get too excited about Man United, neither can I get excited about Tottenham or Leicester, it's going to be us and Manchester City at the end of the season. 
and uh, that's why I keep as close an eye <laughs> on Manchester City games as I do on Liverpool games. We we need to pull our socks up, get back into this, but it's so tough with the injury problems that we have. Um, everybody's making a, a, a good fist of, of coping. It'll be very useful when we get Diogo Jota back because that would have been that would have been a a nice introduction. I say introduction. You know, a lot of people have been talking about what an impact he would have had off the bench, but he perhaps would have even started. You know, he's he's justified a starting role up front as as much as anybody has this season, with the possible exception of Mo Salah. But it'll be great to have him back, won't it? At Galasahi on Twitter, G U L A S A. Steve Dawson and Mark Baker reacting to defeat at Southampton, just Liverpool's second of the Premier League this season. More opinions on the way, including the Blood Red podcast Facebook group. A link to find the group is in the description of the podcast. And let's delve in now to have a read. Philip Smith says, The last few games are starting to feel like Groundhog Day slightly. Same tactics, same weaknesses similar results. Paul Tacey says everyone needs to calm down. Worst case, we're three points off top, which we can get back from two games against United. Still to play City at home too. Without injuries, it's a miracle we've been top this long. Nobody wants us coming up the hill at Easter from a few points back. Two defeats in 17 games and half a dozen defeats in two and a half seasons. We have the best manager in football and one of the best squads ever. Keep the faith, you'll never walk alone. Alex Horton says, It's a year where all the big six teams will be dropping a lot more points than normal. Too many games with little rest and recovery. Come the end of May, Liverpool will be raising the Premier League trophy again. Stay calm. Ross Hunt writes, Why do people keep saying we need a centre-half? We don't. We need two centre-halves. Fabinho is a huge loss from the midfield. And Mark Donoghue says very few clear-cut chances again. Also, Trent Alexander-Arnold looking a shadow of himself again. Maybe time for a rest to remind him a place in the team is not nailed on. Well, those just a sprinkling of the thoughts in... The Blood Red Podcast Facebook group, as I say, find the link to the group in the description of the podcast and go and get involved yourselves. Well, a few more voices to hear from here on postgame. Owen with the final say, but not before we hear from Hannah Pinnock. Well, it's been quite a disappointing evening for more reasons than one <laughs> as we go into a third lockdown and Liverpool lose. <laughs> um, not, not great to be honest um you're just pretty abysmal um i mean don't get me wrong the referee was awful um but i think both the ref and us were probably just as bad as each other at times um some pretty questionable decisions i mean it is frustrating when you see a lot of these decisions the handball decisions the soft fouls getting given you know, throughout the league, and then when it comes to Liverpool, we don't get an awful lot. Um, there was definitely a few questionable decisions, but as frustrating as that is, and as much as it doesn't help our case, I th- you can't escape from from how awful <laughs> that performance was. And when you look at our results in general, 
bar the palace result we've been pretty shocking for a while now um and it's it's frustrating and it's disappointing to see but in by some miracle we're still where we are in the league but things have to change if we're to keep a title challenge going um i mean united are probably the informed team at the moment and they don't look like they're letting up anytime soon and so <laughs> um our performances some something needs to change and i it's difficult to pinpoint exactly what it is i mean there's certain players that you just you can't question their work great at all i think one album for me personally has been one of the most consistent and probably our i don't want to say our best player this season but he's definitely up there as someone that can be relied upon week in week out and his performance levels are always there um i thought the front three tonight i hate criticizing them because they're the front three and they score loads of goals but they're not at the moment you know like i said bar the palace game it's been i mean didn't have a shot on target until the 75th minute and and that's not that's not liverpool um definitely times like this we miss Diogo Jota um how much you would have loved to see him in that side tonight I just he's a breath of fresh air and he offers something different and I think it's no surprise that our sort of form and our our goal scoring form has sort of slacked a little bit since he's been out the side and hopefully he'll be back by the end of the month I I think that'll give us a massive massive boost um you know, we definitely look a better team when, when Jota's in it. But, um, yeah, I thought the front three were just off and final ball just wasn't there. Wayward passing, losing it easily and just ev- everything was just off and probably one of the worst performances. But I feel like we're saying that a lot, particularly this season. You know, our worst performance I've seen Liverpool have in a long time, but we're saying it all the time now. <laughs> Um, so maybe it's just time to admit that we're, we've not been great but you've got to look at the circumstances around it and around this season with, one with how unlucky we've been with injuries two you know obviously behind closed doors games and lockdown plays a part in it um, you know it's just a weird season in general um, <clears throat> so it's I mean, you look at our back four tonight, you know, when Milner came on, three of them are midfielders. <laughs> um, yet we still won't sign anyone in January, most likely, um, which, again, is a questionable decision, but then understandable given the financial situation. So it's all just, just a bit of a mess and difficult to wrap your head around about what is going wrong and how we can fix it. But... Um, guess you've just got to be positive <laughs> i mean i don't i honestly um it's not very often that i'm just completely lost for words and i don't really know what to say after a game but um tonight's definitely one of those occasions um i mean I'll, hopefully just with a few players back from injury hopefully tiago can hit a bit of form shakiri's back um and then if we get jota back at the end of the month hope at the end of the month hopefully things will start to look up a little bit but right now things are pretty dire um 
being a Liverpool fan, but just being a human in general. So, um, yeah, it is what it is. And, I mean, up the reds. <laughs> Hello, this is Owen from Cop On Podcast. Liverpool yet again find themselves sheepish in wolves' clothing in front of a stone house. We now have just five wins in 12 matches in all competitions, and even more worryingly, we have only mustered a measly seven shots on target in our last three games. The chasing pack of baying hyena will be laughing at us tonight. So what's gone wrong? Jota has been sorely missed, but his absence can't explain why all three of our front three are as blunt as a baseball bat. Not that I can really fault our players' effort, of course. There was enough running around and better movement tonight, and it's tough against ten defenders, but still, I'm sure I'm not alone in expecting a bit more guile, a bit more verve, a bit more swerve in the box where it counts. If life is a box of chocolates, because you never know what you're going to get, LFC have picked out the disgusting coffee one, not once, not twice, but thrice in a row. I don't have much more to say about that performance, other than I'm going to keep the faith in our chances of winning this league. Trent can bounce back. Hendo can rouse the rabble from the rubble and take this league by the britches once again. Let's put all that pointless huffing and puffing behind us. This is Owen from Cop On Podcast saying next time, can someone please just bring the bloody bazooka? Owen with the final say here on the post-game podcast. Well, plenty of analysis of the defeat to Southampton to come across the Blood Red channel. Our writers will have their say in our Blood Red podcast on Tuesday prior to analysing Anfield to come later in the week. The new year, though, not starting the way the Reds would have liked. The 12-game unbeaten run in the Premier League over and next up a trip to Villa Park in the FA Cup. Thank you for your time and your company. It's bye for now. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.